good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Off in the S's, a podcast focusing on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I'm your host, Stu, and today we are going to be previewing the Lexus Grand Prix at Mid-Ohio, round five of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Let's get into it. Well, kicking off with a little bit of DPI news, the Cadillac DPI VR has gone back to its minimum weight that was prior to the race at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. The Dallara chassis Cadillac will return to 945 kilograms of minimum weight for next weekend's Lexus Grand Prix at Mid-Ohio, and those are the only BOP adjustments for that class. Meanwhile, LMP3 will return to the track this weekend after taking a couple of races off. Total of nine LMP3 cars are set to take part in the first race since the 12 hours of Sebring in March, so been a little bit of a layoff for those guys. Uh, but it does include a new entry from MLT Motorsports for Dakota Dickerson and Josh Sarche, while Mark Kavame and Tristan Estep are to set to team up in the number 747 Motorsports Duquesne entry. Also, a little bit of GTD news here with Vassar Sullivan. Just I feel like we've talked about them so much over the course of this season um, already, and the season's still so young, but they are still going to maintain two Lexus GT3s in this upcoming weekend's Lexus Grand Prix at Mid-Ohio, despite GTD Pro not competing this weekend. Uh, instead, the second car that is entered is going to be in the regular GTD category, and it's going to be piloted by Jack Hawksworth, who's going to be joining forces with bronze-rated driver Richard Heistad in the number 17 entry. Of course, Hawksworth typically co-drives with Ben Barnacote in the number 14 GTD Pro entry. Although, of course, the category will not be present at Mid-Ohio, and it will also not be present in the next race at Belle Isle at the end of May. Other notable absences include the Hardpoint Racing Porsche 911 GT3, uh, who are not going to be present this weekend, as well as the number 42 NTE Sport Lamborghini. Uh, the number 42 was actually set to attend this race, and it was set to be driven by Jaden Conright and Corey Lewis, but they were forced to withdraw not by, for the reason of not being able to secure sufficient funding. So they still intend to contest the rest of the season's races, but um, just another kind of, you know, another blow to that team. They, they, they had to miss the last round at Laguna Seca after, uh, pardon me, not at Laguna Seca. They missed the last uh, race they were supposed to enter at Long Beach, when a tire blew out on their transport truck en route to the course. So really nothing going their way, it seems like right now. But hopefully those guys, we've talked a lot about Jaden Conright, of course, 
um, the recipient of a diversity scholarship that uh, was put forth by uh, by IMSA, and uh, want to see want to see all those drivers and and cars get back out on the track. But um, hopefully they'll be able to uh, to make it for the next race in Detroit. The only BOP adjustment for the GTDs is uh, going to be to the Porsche 911 as they see a 10 kilogram increase in their minimum weight this weekend. In IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge news, the 2020 TCR champion Gabby Chavez will return to the wheel of a Hyundai this weekend, subbing for Mark Wilkins in the number 33 Brian Herta Autosport Hyundai Elantra alongside co-driver Robert Wickens. Uh, unfortunately, Wilkins will not be able to take place in this race uh, due to a family emergency that came up this week. So hopefully Mark and his family are doing all right and uh, and hopefully that he'll be out at the uh, the next round of the IMPC. Uh, there will be an additional Honda TCR entry this weekend as Honda Performance Development has joined forces with the Motorsports Division of Honda Motor Company and JAS Motorsports for a, a special one-off entry. Uh, it, the entry is just because the Mid-Ohio event is kind of the home track for Honda and uh, Honda or and HPD uh, as they have multiple facilities for research, development, manufacturing. They're all located in the central Ohio region. So probably lots of Honda employees are going to be out there this weekend. It's going to be Matt Pombo and FIA World Touring Car Cup driver Tiago Montero who will drive that car. Overall, the Michelin Pilot Challenge will see a total of 39 entries, 24 Grand Sport, and 15 TCR entries that are set for Saturday's two-hour race. Also returning to the grid is going to be the IMSA Prototype Challenge. And a bit of news on this front as AI Motorsports with JDC has secured veteran Mimo Gidley to drive alongside Alexander Karibia in the number 23 Duquesne for the remainder of the IMSA Prototype Challenge rounds beginning at Mid-Ohio. This is going to be Gidley's first full-time ride in 10 years. This decision came after the highly successful team debut at Daytona, where uh, AL, pardon me, I think I said AI Autosport, where AL Autosport team principal Alex Damalas, who was initially set to share the driving duties with Caribia, elected to step aside and allow Gidley to uh, to use the points he collected in, da in Daytona to go after that team-long championship. So team owner taking a step aside, taking a look at the big picture, and uh, they see an opportunity for, to go for that season-long championship. The 90-minute IMSA Prototype Challenge race will go on Saturday and will feature 18 LMP3 entries. Otherwise, we have a decent bit of LMDH news to discuss as Porsche has announced that it intends to split resources between the North American and European hub for its LMDH testing. Of course, there's been recent multi-day tests that have taken place at Barcelona, uh, Motorland Aragon, Spa, and Spa-Francorchamps. 
and uh, have involved a number of the North American as well as European staff in those tests. The two sides are, of course, going to split off into their regional hubs when they separate into their respective World Endurance Championship uh, and IMSA programs, uh, with both of them falling under the, uh, the Porsche Penske Motorsport banner. It is expected, though, as the summer goes on and testing starts to pick up a little bit more in the U.S., that Porsche is going to intend to have about 80% of personnel in the U.S. as the European testing leg winds down. Of course, we already know that um, Sebring and Daytona, um, well, actually, sorry, Daytona and Petit Le Mans or um, Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, they are going to feature LMDH tests or GTP tests for, for IMSA. Um, those are going to be featured right at the conclusion of the IMSA season. Um, but Porsche does also intend to do its own private testing at Sebring and Daytona, as well as potentially some other Southern United States test venues. Earls Caradle, who is in charge of the factory LMDH program, believes that Porsche's status as the first manufacturer on track does give it a leg up on its future rivals developing cars. Um, but it is also aware that as it's ironing out some of these bugs, that competitors are also less likely to encounter some of these bugs and maybe have a bit of a leg up there. Um, he was quoted as saying, we're investing a lot that other manufacturers are going to benefit from because of the spec hybrid system. So any issues that Porsche Motorsport finds, the Acuras, Cadillacs, and everybody else is going to be able to benefit from them. But I also think that we get a side benefit in that we understand what actually happened and what the fixed was. It's only going to make us smarter about this, how the systems actually function, which is a really good point. You know, Porsche is going to be ironing out a lot of the creases for uh, for some of these other cars, BMW, Cadillac, uh, among others that are going to be coming in here and starting their testing shortly. But um, it's something to keep in mind as, as these cars test, especially since Porsche is going to have such a, a big leg up on, especially the North American competition, it seems like on this testing front. And then lastly, shouldn't come as uh, much of a surprise here, but uh, global supply chain issues starting to creep into, uh, into IMSA as well. It is causing Michelin to restrict the number of tires the teams are going to be able to use in private test. This change has been jointly agreed between the tire manufacturer and IMSA and is going to impact teams in the, of course, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, the Michelin Pilot Challenge, the Prototype Challenge, as well as the Porsche Carrera Cup North America races. So... Um, Michelin is going to prioritize race tire and, uh, inventories, of course, makes sense, um, for all the IMSA sanctioned events and ensure that there's sufficient apply through the end of 2022. Uh, this is not going to expect uh, impact LMDH testing though, as, uh, there are, there's already an ongoing production line of, uh, of those tires that are going on. That, uh, that uses special tires, and they are produced in small production batches, so it, this doesn't affect LMDH testing at all. 
But before we get any further into it, just a reminder that uh, to make sure that you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app, if you are not already and never miss an episode, you can also interact with us on Twitter, at Off in the S's, or you can follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube, at Off in the S's Podcast. Of course, links to all of those can be found in the show notes. Now into a little bit of a track background for the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Uh, The track was opened in 1962 by Les Griebling and other Mansfield area businessmen and is located in the state of Ohio. Uh, In 1982, Mid-Ohio was purchased by Jim Truman, who was a renowned road racer of the time and founder of Red Roof Inns. Uh, Truman went and made significant track upgrades, adding permanent grandstands, amphitheater-style seating, garages with spectator balconies, media and hospitality centers, tunnels for... for, for fan and teams to be able to go in and out of the infield of the course easily. Um, And uh, in addition to also an updated paddock area, also installed a three-sided scoreboard tower that uh, was constructed on the infield to the point of where it could be visible by nearly all spectators, regardless of where you were around the track. So tons of improvements were made by Jim Truman. And there were more improvements to come. In 1990, a further refurbishment was completed with a new retaining wall. Uh, The entire track was repaved, widened. And um, you see this at some courses now. Sebring is one that comes to mind, but Sebring might be a little bit of a different story. But um, you do see some tracks with paved apexes or uh, paved with concrete. Uh, on the apexes of the corners to, of course, prevent further asphalt deterioration. So this was done at the track in 1990, but this was reversed in 2006 when the next wave of renovations were done. This is the current state that the track is in. The track was completely resurfaced. There were uh, there were some additional connectors made throughout the track so that different layouts could be used for for testing days, for um, for instructional days, things like that. And significantly, it also removed con- the concrete patches from the track. Um, with uh, with this round of renovations uh, as well. Also various guardrail changes to enhance circuit safety. And ultimately, today's circuit stands at 13 turns or 2.258 miles, which is just a shade over 3.6 kilometers long. On March 2nd, 2011, it was announced that the track had been purchased by Green Savory Racing Promotions, who, uh, who promote various IndyCar races. Uh, in addition to IMSA at the track, uh, IndyCar does come to, uh, to mid-Ohio, as well as various uh, NASCAR series and SCCA races. Uh, Mid-Ohio has been off and on the IMSA calendar since uh, its an inaugural IMSA race in 1972. And uh, this year, we will see a, uh, a, pretty, a pretty solid field, I think, taking, uh, taking to Mid-Ohio, especially considering we're going to be missing, uh, we're going to be missing the GTD pros. So uh, this year, we're going to see 35 
entered cars around this track. They're spread across five classes. DPI featuring six, LMP2 also featuring six, LMP3 with nine, and GTD with 13 entries. There were 122 laps turned by the victorious Konica Minolta Acura of Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor in 2021. And um, the other 2021 class winners were, well, LMP2 wasn't there in, uh, in 2021 and neither was GTLM, so they can be excluded. But LMP3s were there and it was the number 74 Riley Motorsports Machine of Gar Robinson and Felipe Fraga who took the class win there. While in GTD, it was the number 96 Turner Motorsport BMW of Bill Oberlin and Robbie Foley. There are a number of things to watch out for this weekend at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Circuit, as uh, the track will feature, it actually features two very distinct sections that are going to challenge teams to um, to really nail that setup, to be able to capitalize on the very high-speed first section of the track and the more technical uh, second half of the uh, of the circuit. So starting on uh, turns, essentially since the the start of the lap through turn four, there's going to be three straightaways um, that uh, are going to be the best passing opportunities um, for for cars around this track with the absolute best opportunities going into turns two and turns four. Turn two, not, not a hairpin. But it is a 180 degree turn, um, still taken with some speed. And uh, in previous years, there have been uh, a few little incidents, some spins that uh, that take place in turn two. So that's going to be a corner you want to keep an eye on. And uh, and then turn four at the end of the longest straightaway on the circuit. Uh, some passing opportunities, of course, to take place there. Heading into the second half of the lap, there's lots of elevation change. There's blind corners, and this prevents a very technical, um, medium speed uh, portion of the track. There's not really many slow speed corners around mid-Ohio. Um, more medium speed um, with, again, some blind corners, some elevation changes. It's going to prevent a very challenging second half of the lap that we have seen lead to some incidents, especially in some of the sport series in recent years. The Mazda MX-5 last last year, we saw various incidents uh, over the course of those races. Um, the Michelin Pilot Challenge as well has also seen uh, incidents take place right at the beginning, kind of of uh, there's there's a very blind left hand kind of over over uh, over a hill, and uh, it can prevent present some uh, some problems for the drivers. Uh, lap times for the various classes are going to range from the one minute twelve seconds for the DPIs down to the 1 minute 21s for the GTDs over the weekend. And forecast for the weekend sees temps in the 80s Fahrenheit or the high 20s uh, for uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, For Sunday, though, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. There is a forecast of 77 degrees Fahrenheit, 25 degrees Celsius, but it features a 60% chance of showers. Now, we have not seen very much rain uh, so far in the 2022 IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship season 
but this Sunday could change that. And it's a track that, um, you know, there's not too many tracks. I think that you would see rain coming and, and get excited about, but, um, but mid Ohio might be a very interesting challenge for, for these guys, old, uh, old track surface, a rough track surface. And, um, Add rain into the mix with some of the again elevation changes, especially in sector in the second half of the lap. It could get very interesting. We're going to briefly go over the championship point standings here in DPI. It is the number 60 Meyer Shank Racing Acura that leads with 325 points. They are tied a dead heat, actually, so they don't. They don't lead per se, but they're tied for the lead with the number 10 Konica Minolta Acura of, uh, of course, that's the Wayne Taylor Racing entry. The top ranked Cadillac is the JDC Miller Motorsports Cadillac, the number five entry with 1,308 points. They are just 17 points behind the leaders. In LMP2, it is the number 52 PR1 Matheson Motorsports entry that leads with 697 points. They lead the number 18 Era Motorsports entry, who have 675 points. Meanwhile, in LMP3, of course, the only points that they these guys have gotten over the course of the season have been from Sebring. And uh, it's the number 33 Sean Creech Motorsport entry. That leads with 374 points. They lead over the JR3 Racing entry with 343 points. And finally, in the GTD category, it is the number 6 Wright Motorsports Porsche with 985 points to the Korthoff Motorsports Mercedes, who has 955 points. 30 points! separating those top two entries in a not distant third you don't want to rule anyone out yet at this point with uh with still eight races to go in this uh full season championship but um the number 96 turner motorsport bmw has 783 points that's uh it's a bit of a gap back from those top two so uh gonna be interesting to see how this championship race heats up if if the Wright Motorsports entry and the um, Korthoff Motorsports Mercedes, you know, if they can kind of stay out of trouble and keep it clean, it's going to be pretty hard to catch them uh, over the course of this season. So we'll see how that battle plays out elsewhere throughout those rankings. It's uh, you know, it's neck and neck. It's uh, it's very tight, as it always is with uh, with GTD, a very competitive division. There is some other racing to tell you about this weekend as well. With the 24-hour series, they're heading to Hockenheim for the 12 hours of Hockenheim on Saturday. Uh, the race starts at 7.55 a.m. Eastern Time and can be viewed on their YouTube channel, which I will link down to in the show notes. Formula E is also in Berlin for two races. Race one goes on Saturday at 10 a.m. While Sunday's race heads off at the same time. They are racing at, I believe, this is um, an old airfield uh, in Berlin. 
The European Le Mans series is also in action at Imola for the four hours of Imola. Uh, the race goes on Sunday starting at 5.30 a.m. Eastern Time and can be viewed on their website. Link to that is also in the show notes. And IndyCar is racing at the Indy Road Course. Yes, they are racing at Indy, but not the Indianapolis 500 just yet. But uh, they're going to be on the Indy Road Course for the GMR Grand Prix. That race is going to go on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. In the world of NASCAR, the trucks are at Kansas Speedway on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for the Heart of America 200. And meanwhile, the NASCAR Cup Series is also in Kansas this weekend. They head off on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern for the Advent Health 400. As for the IMSA racing schedule, it is going to be three days of action here, starting with Friday. Friday, mostly going to be just practice days. Uh, practice times for the support series, but the Mazda Irmitsu MX-5 Cup is going to hit the track for qualifying to conclude the day, so it's not going to be broadcast anywhere, but it's worth noting. It's not until Saturday when the racing actually gets underway, with the aforementioned MX-5 Cup going at noon Eastern time. That is going to be followed directly afterwards by WeatherTech qualifying at 1.10 Eastern Time, and the day is going to round up with the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge Mid-Ohio 120 at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. On Sunday, we will see a full day of racing with the IMSA Prototype Challenge Prototype Challenge at Mid-Ohio going at 9.20 a.m. Eastern Time. Maybe they need a sponsor to step up for that race, you know? Maybe calling it the Prototype Challenge at Mid-Ohio. You know, I think we could do a little bit better than that. Uh, regardless, though, uh, that is going to be followed right afterwards by the Mazda Itamitsu MX-5 Cup Series for race two of their weekend. And it's going to conclude on, uh, of course, that Sunday at 2 p.m. for the... IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Lexus Grand Prix at Mid-Ohio. You can catch that one on USA Network or on IMSA TV. That is going to wrap up our Lexus Grand Prix at Mid-Ohio preview episode. Once again, a big thank you and shout out to our early Patreon supporters. And if you too want to support the show, then you can head over to patreon.com slash off in the S's. You can also support the show by hitting that subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcasting app to never miss a new episode and by leaving us a review. You can connect with us on Twitter at Off in the S's or on YouTube at Off in the S's Podcast. A big thank you once again for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great race weekend and doesn't go Off in the S's.